guys, welcome back to Bill and Easy. This is Dakota. I am Lori. Today we're going to talk everything about serial killers. Have you heard about these little Austin mugs? I have not, and I feel like I've been under a rock because that's so close to home. Here's the question. Have you ever been to Austin yes. at all? It's kind of sketch on 6th Street, Didn't I right? go to Austin with you? I've been to Austin with you. Yeah, but, like, th- this is, like, the party. St- like, we went for, um... I have we not done... What is it? 6th Street or something? Like, I've not... Is that is that Fort Worth? No, that's... Um, <laughs> that's Austin. Uh, tomato, tomato. Um, I have not, like... I mean, I've been to Austin. I like Austin just fine. I've been there a couple times, but not for, like, this party scene where I think these people are getting abducted from, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, not so So much. apparently these, oh, Jack, what do they call them? The smileys? Okay, if you guys heard this, apparently they call these mugs the smiley face killers, and they're like a group of serial killers, and like they're they're just going around abducting guys at like 2, 3 a.m. No, like but I do no think it's interesting that they're abducting men. Like that's not the that's norm. That's a switch up, right? Because you, you had some thoughts about that. Well, I just think it's always women. We're always victims. So, I mean, it's not that it's nice for a change, but it's like different. You don't typically hear so. Oh, unless they're all, are they all gay men? Like, is that the thing? I because don't know. Because there have confirmed. been a couple like serial killers that, like Bob Berdella from Kansas City, like abducted and killed gay men. Oh, God. So that was a thing. But, like, uh, you just not, it's not common. You just don't hear of men being targeted. Yeah. But I think it's awful. And what strange advertising. They're the smiley face killers. It's like. It's very evil. Their identity is very confused. It's very evil. But I will say this Austin is probably, like, the coolest city in, like, Texas. Like, if you're going to choose a place to live in Texas, like, Dallas is kind of bleak, it's kind of flat. You know, cool. Why? Because of like just the hill like country. The, yeah, like it's hill country. Like it's kind of like a Cali vibes. Like when you go on the hillside, like I don't know, there's a bunch of lakes well, let's, around springs. Let's, I mean, if we're gonna Texas this thing, there are a lot of it runs the gamut. Like there are progressive towns in Texas. There are some backward towns towns in Texas. Y- even in our metroplex, like there's just so much variety. But like. Texas isn't isn't like fun to travel through. It's like very flat and boring to like drive through Texas, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but some people think San Antonio is really awesome for same reason. It's so close to Austin and it's got hill country or whatever. Yeah, mine. I just been like once we blow up the business and like it's um I'm mo- I'm trying to go all virtual. Like maybe move to Tijuana or something. Like, go on, like, the ocean. Because you can get, like, a 300K house. Like, it'd be, like, a couple million dollars, but you can drop, like, two, 300K and get, like, a banging house by, like, the beach or whatever. But I don't love, ca- like, the Cali, the Pacific. Is that Pacific? Is yeah. it Pacific Coast? Yeah. Don't love the Pacific Coast because the water's so cold. Have you been in the water over there? Uh, probably when I was younger. Younger. But I don't love the ocean. Period. You don't love the ocean? I like the beach for, like, a day. But, like, if we go on a vacation. Yeah. I'm doing the beach. It's just so messy, and the, the I don't sands. like salt water. Yeah, it's just kind. But of But I have been getting lot. into like the cold plunges and like ice baths, and so it's like cool on that. But you kind of want like a mix of like hot and the option to go cold, like not just go. I don't know. Really I cold. think you might feel differently. Like, I think I don't, I, maybe that's not true. The older I get, the more I like just mild 
everything. Like I don't want it to be super hot. I don't really want it to be super cold. But maybe that's not true for everybody because like old people moved south for to Miami or whatever. So I don't know. But I just find that like I just like things even. Yeah. Mild. Mild, nothing crazy. Keep it super Yeah. Just super norm, chill. super chill. That's cool. So let's talk about like this like AT and T situation. What the heck's up? AT and T is like a little sketch. They I messed up a little router, and then it cuts out everybody's service. I don't know. I read that it was like some sort of electrical surge, like the biggest electrical storm of or something. And I didn't really look that much into it, but I so I woke up and I have AT and T. So I w- and it's in our house and it's our cell phones. So I woke up to a message on Facebook saying, "If you have AT and T, you're going to wake up to no." phone service you can call off of your wi-fi but something and i i just kind of blew it off again but my phone was on sos it couldn't send anything out and i was like am i even gonna be able to work today like i don't know what because we do everything over yeah. the phone um but was it everywhere or was it just here it was everywhere like some people some people that we know in florida their whole stuff was cut out like there was memes going out everywhere of like these AT and T people, and <laughs> like then I saw people that were like AT and T. That's it. I'm done with you. And I'm like, okay, dramatic. Like, yeah, this um, probably could have happened to anyone. Apparently, some AT and T people were telling people like, hey, go out inside and enjoy nature. People were getting kind of roasted. Like, oh. hey, you don't need to be on your phone. Well, that's you know. uh, I mean, that's overstepping their bounds a little bit. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, it it just should happen. And I feel like that could have happened to any company. It just yeah. I'm not. And I, I can't even begin to think about switching carriers and all that that would entail. It's exhausting. It's like switching insurance. <laughs> it's just exhausting. <laughs> it's the same reason I don't break up with Chase Bank. I hate Chase Bank. Oh, let's I talk about our Chase Bank. The situation hate this morning. J.P. Morgan Chase. So shout out Tim Slay. <laughs> Although I don't just hate. <laughs> I actually hate all banks, mostly. Like, they're so slow and not just not. No sense of urgency. Nobody's really trying to, like, set the world on fire. And I'm always in a rush. So, like, the last thing I want to do, I don't care about your – keep your suckers. Just get me out of here quickly, right? Because I barely even have to go. Yeah. So I just hate banks to the max. But the thought of switching banks and, like, all that that would entail, it's more than I can wrap my mind Yeah, it's like any errand. This is probably how people feel about insurance. It's like, oh, dude, I'm already in a plan, like – well, right, but Do for I that reason, like to that end, I would think that people this would be sucks. really grateful because I our process is pretty efficient. I mean, really, like, so this is kind of an interesting. I had a client the other day. This was such a random story, but along these lines, this person told me, like, she was kind of we had had to reschedule a couple times for the second appointment. And she sent me a message saying, like, just out of the blue, because I kept trying to reschedule her and not, like, in a pushy way, but just, like, every couple of days I'd check in. And then she sends me a message randomly and says, I think that the reason I haven't rescheduled is because the process went so fast and it made me feel uncomfortable and I just felt like I was being sold, which – was interesting because I get pretty much the opposite feedback all the time. Like, people never feel sold. I mean, I'm a person, and I have been since day one as an agent, where I have enough business in my pipeline. I work hard enough to make sure that my pipeline is full enough, that there's always going to be something, someone to help, some, some business put in. 
So I've never been a high pressure day one, got to close now kind of person. Like I will let people sit with decisions. I would just rather do that than have them us do the work and them cancel. Like I never would want anyone to feel like they were pressured. So I was really surprised by the feedback because, you know, I tried to explain, I'm like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, honestly, brokers are a dime a dozen. Like you should absolutely have someone that you feel comfortable working with. But if I were trying to sell you, I would have pushed really hard for the close that day. And I'm just not that kind of person. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given you time to look over everything, but that's just not who I am. And so, and I said, you know, typically the people, the reason that people want to work with me specifically is that there, there are plans in the hundreds, if not thousands. And if I really showed you everything, your brain would explode. Like it's kind of my job to hear what you, how you use a plan, what your needs are and like, clear it out, like clear out the, the noise and like show you what you should do, like give you some really viable options for your situation. And most people appreciate that. But like, I'll, I can talk to you for hours and hours and hours about insurance if you want me to. So it was just interesting. It's like never really got like that that's feedback. That's one in a lot though, like one in a hundred, one in a thousand. For sure. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it was such an, a one-off that I was like, huh, yeah. okay. But it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, and, and it ended up being fine, and it was like, I, I said to her, like, go, you know, you should you should go find someone that you feel comfortable. Like, I don't I don't want you to be in a situation you don't feel comfortable with. And then she's like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't want to, like, stop. I just need more. And I'm like, okay, well, like, sure. Well, how was it during, like, the second meeting? Like, how did you it was fine. I mean, feel comfortable? Well, it's always challenging for me, like, in that kind of situation because it's like I've given you a lot of information already, so now you're going to have to kind of guide me and tell me what you need because I don't I I'm not sure what you're what you feel like you're missing. So I want to give it to you. Tell me what it is. Like help me help you, right? So cuz and sometimes they don't know what they need, so like that's challenging. So we kind of went through and got lots of things. Like she was in decision making mode that day. So yeah. we got lots of things like handled that day. And I just said at the end like, "Well, do you how do you feel? Do you feel good? Do you feel like you had all your questions answered? Is there anything like I don't want to leave you feeling like not complete. And she was like, no, I feel great. So, I mean, it could have just been, you know, it is a lot of information. It can't, if it's not your wheelhouse, it can be really overwhelming. And, um, but I think typical, the typical person appreciates it. Like they want you to slim it down as much as you can, because who the hell wants to talk about insurance for an hour? Like there was an agent at the old place that would talk about these like two and three hour appointments with the client. And I'm like, I, would blow my brains out like that sounds excruciating from the client's perspective like who the hell wants to listen to you talk about insurance person who shall remain remain nameless whose initials are bd (laughs) right (laughs) like brian davis (laughs) like like who the f (laughs) wants to listen to you talk about insurance and at that point they're probably buying just because they are so (laughs) wrapped in a twist they don't even know which way is up anymore Right? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, I think a lot of, I, it's so funny listening to um, a lot of, like, sales people, like, on instant stuff, like, they get on and, like, they just talk about, like, um, th- this guy has a call following, but, like, Andy Elliott, Grant Cardone, like, they, like, they talk about, like, this, like, like, he, like, makes, <laughs> you should see these clips, he'll put people on stage, like, salespeople, and he's like, take off your shirt, take it off, and he goes, he goes, if you don't have a six-pack, you're getting fired in my company, you know? Like, it's very, like, 
Like, Who get, is this? I'll get wrecked. Andy I Elliott. would obviously never work yeah. there because <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten hired. But and this, he has like all of his like little crew is like so jacked. They're like these meatheads. And they, and they're obvious. They put a literal gym, okay. And so they all sell all day. They're selling courses and like high ticket offers, and then and then they go and work out for like two hours. And like it's like this whole like bro culture. I mean, hey, it's a culture they've. Found the people that are right for that. I know, I know. I it's support just funny. It. This guy gets up there and he's like, he's like this uh, trainer guy. He's like, he's like a they call him Elliot Army, and this guy, <laughs> and he's like, take off your clothes, take off your shirt, and he like takes off his shirt, but and Andy's like, take off everything. He just meant his pants, but he's like, he's not fully naked, but he like takes off literally everything except his underwear, and he's just standing like pretty much naked on stage, and I'm like, what is going on? Um, anyways, like, there's this whole pressure of, like, high-pressure clothes, and, like, it's very, like, against, like, you against the person. No, like, selling is, like, you're solving a problem. Yeah, you're solving a problem together. There's, like, Jeremy, um, I think Jeremy Miner's, like, really, really gas, like, on Insta and stuff, like, showing, like, hey, like, all these, these questions lead to people feeling understood and heard, and, like, you're helping them, I don't know, solve a problem. So it's just funny, like, the different... Well, the I, different forms I of do think it's like it's interesting. I, I think every person that you talk to thinks that their situation is the most unique, thinks that their questions are different, but really <coughs> it all kind of falls in a common chord, right? Yeah. Like everybody kind of cares about the same stuff. It's just, you know, they're probably a highlight reel of like five, and you pick a, you're, somebody's going to, they're going to fall into each cat. Somebody's going to fall into every category of those five, right? But, you know, you have to have some conversation with people, but I think when you get really good at this, you can do it in a half an hour, and people can feel completely whole and heard, and you've identified this the problem, and you taught them about stuff they didn't even know, and they feel like they walk away better from it. And I think that's ultimately the goal, is, like, leave them better than you found them, right? Sure. But it's just it, – it's really interesting how – you just you can't win with everyone, right? Like, like that person was completely the opposite of most people who love that it's a quick, efficient, very educational but efficient process, right? Most people love that because they were already dreading the conversation anyway, right? Yeah. But then you're gonna get the one off that's like, I need more of your time. Period. End of story. And you know you have to deal with those when they come up. But I think you know like our CRM does a lot of reminding. You know, I don't think annoyingly so. Like, when you first book the appointment, you get a reminder, and then a day out, and then, like, a half an hour before. So it's a few touches, but most people are like, man, thanks so much for those reminders because I forget everything. That was great. It was, like, I could add it to my calendar, whatever. But then you'll get the one-off person, right, yeah. that's like, oh, my God, stop. These an These were so annoying. This was so much communication, and you're like – there is no possible way to yeah. please everyone. And I think it, you can please the majority, and the majority of the feedback is positive, and, like, you got to go with it. But, yeah. you know, I'm never willing to, like, write people off because they need something, something different. I just need them to communicate what it is that they need because, you know, we, we do have a process. That's you In any business – you should get good enough at it and more like more adept as time goes on and you've helped enough people that you've got a process, right? Like efficiency is really important. Um, 
So if you need something different, like speak up, say that, you know, like be your own advocate because I think, I know for me, I want them to feel good when it's over. I think it's a really important decision. Like, let's make sure you feel good. And if you have any other questions, like you got to speak up because I'm not a mind reader. I don't have a crystal ball, but it's just hard to, sometimes it's, that's what it's like to deal with the masses, yeah, and, to deal with and people. We're dealing, you know, we're like, I don't want to say we're a commodity because we try to set ourselves like different, but like we're dealing with insurance, you know, it's just like solve the problem, help someone out, you know, like, but there's a, there, it's crazy how many people like, because dealing with like the marketing side, it's like, how do you like market something? And it's not, it's more about solving the problem. Like you're, people are cutting there. It's not like, like they're scrolling on social and like, dude, like I just want some friggin' insurance right now. You know, it's like they have a, there's a literal problem happening and solve it, help them out, hook them up. And well, know. and I think like, so I had a client this morning who's been a client for a really long time. She was with me at the old company. She left, took an employer plan. She came back cause she had a need again. So we've known each other for quite a while and we're actually friends on Facebook. And I've seen her out kind of complaining about insurance headaches. And sometimes I'll tap in and sometimes I won't because I'm like, let me know how I can help you. But but it sounded like her problems were sitting and waiting on the phone for hours with the insurance company, which I just I can't give my give of myself in that way. Like that's you know, I can help you with quick hit solutions and I can put you in the right direction. But like some of the stuff they're going to need to talk to you anyway. So like me sitting on the phone for two hours is not going to help either of us. Right. So it is what it is. But I just asked her, like, well, so tell me what, what are your woes? Because I've seen you on Facebook kind of talking about frustrations. Like, what are your woes? And I think so often people will sooner, like, quit altogether instead of just, like, communicate it. And her the, the solve, I couldn't really solve what her problem was because she had a coordination of benefits issue between her employer insurance and her new insurance. Like, there was, like, not much that I could do except explain it. Yeah. But I think there are so many people that would just – oftentimes they're afraid of, like, confrontation. They don't want to talk about it. So they'll just, like, sit in misery instead of tell us. And sometimes the solution is, like, so quick and simple. But they would just, like, sit and be frustrated and be in misery when – and maybe that's just the overall insurance agent, like, how they've kind of done business. Because I, I think most agents are, like, a one and done. It's, like – they sell them their plan, and they never talk to them again until it's time to r- for renewal. And that's kind of shameful, right? Because you could really keep so many more clients if you made yourself open to this, like, kind of dialogue. But I just think humans in general hate confrontation, and so they'll just, like, sit in their own misery until the point of quitting instead of just involving you. And I don't know, through my own, like, health journey, like, and medical journey that I'm on right now, like... I've learned you have to just speak up. Like, you know, my advice to Jack right before you got in the room was you just got to ask. Like, I mean, the answer might not be what you want to hear, but you just have to ask the question because you just, you're never going to know if you don't ask the question. Like in what regards ask the question? Just anything. Like your advocate in general. If ever something is not sitting well with you, speak up. Like do it in a non-confrontational way. Right. But a lot of people struggle with that right. like nowadays, like confrontation, like kind of a big thing. Which is wild because then they go home and they're a keyboard warrior and they're a total asshole, like secretively oh, yeah. on the internet, which is so pa- so passive aggressive. From your POV, were people more confrontational like back in the 80s, 90s? Oh, I have now? no idea. I mean, I would have had less 
I was like when you're when you're young. I think you're more. I was more outspoken. You get less. Yeah, because I just don't like the stuff that I used to let bother me or care about. I just don't really give any shits about that stuff anymore. Yeah. It's not important in the whole scheme of things. So like, I'll just like let it kind of roll off. But I will definitely speak up and advocate for myself in in a different way, but probably in a more mature way now. But I don't know if the eighties or nineties. I mean, I didn't have enough like adult issues then to like know. But I mean, like everybody has a gun now. Ev, oh like, yeah. I ARs. until that until that whole Kansas City parade, Chiefs parade shooting. Yeah. I did not realize. I don't know enough about guns. I don't care about guns. I mean, I, I you're just a like, gun lover, right? And I'm afraid of them. I'm terrified of them. Like I, I don't even know if I've ever touched one. Like I'm terrified. Never, never been to the range? No, terrified. Texas. I know. I don't know how I got here. Honestly. Yeah. Because I have such different, like, views of so many, like, Texans that are probably prereqs. They didn't screen me very well before we got here. But, no, I'm totally, totally afraid of them. Yeah. And I did not know until that shooting happened that Missouri is a, you don't have to be licensed to conceal and carry. You just, you just carry? You can just straight up have a gun. That's more intense than Texas. That is Really negligent, like it feels like. I wonder why they did that. I don't know, but man, oh man, like really kind of sucks in this situation because two of the people that are charged in that are sixteen-year-old kids. Wow! And you don't even your frontal lobe isn't even fully developed at that age. Like you don't even honestly know enough to make like your brain isn't developed did enough. We get their motivation why they did it. Like they it was an altercation between two different groups of people. And then people pulled out guns and were shooting at each other. And so the other two people that were charged are adults, but barely. Like, one of them, I think, is 23. Like, they're barely adults. So it's this group, these two groups of people that had some sort of beef and just started, like, and their frontal lobe, being so ill-developed, decided it was a great idea to open fire in a crowd of, like, innocent bystanders. and, And most of the people that were hit were children. Wow. Just so, like, and of course, like, you know, they always say, like, you should count to ten, right? Like, whenever you're, like, going to fly decision. off the handle, count to ten. Because you'll probably feel differently about it. And, and guaranteed, those two people who, like, were in the hospital, because they were shot, like, the two adult ones, the adult ones, were shot and in the hospital, like, I guarantee the next day, they were like, holy shit, this was a bad idea. You know, like, I shouldn't have done this. And so count to freaking ten. But maybe don't arm yourself with a gun to go to a parade to start because – Yeah, that was probably the what – what, what was your intention? Were you – it was to protect yourself? I mean, somebody had to open fire first. Wow. So it's just like – I did not know that about guns in Missouri until this happened, but – that seems really like a negligent law. Here's a question as a mom. Or lack of law. As the mom in the room. Mm-hmm. Do you think that kids, um, like, because w- GTA is really big. Like, they've spent $200 million on, you know what GTA is? No. It's like this big game that a lot of kids, you, your kids play video games? Yes. Okay. Well, GTA is like this, like, it's called Grand Theft Auto. It's like this huge game. Oh, yeah, I know what that okay, is. Okay, yeah. So they're, they, but they're it's d- very violent. Very violent. Would you, yeah. do you, one, are your kids allowed to play GTA? Two, do you think playing games like that like cause like the sixteen year old 
I to like live in this reality where like that's okay. I don't think that it's just that. I think we are all so desensitized to everything yeah. that we should be consuming less of all of it anyway. Yeah. I mean, like what we just talked about what what to discuss today. And they were all murders. And I said, are we a murder podcast now? <laughs> right? I mean, so, like, I think we're all so desensitized to it. But, like, yeah. just, it's it's everywhere. I don't know that that, I mean, it probably doesn't help. But, I, but even playing any video game ad nauseum, like, for multiple hours a day and not having human interaction and, and not, like, going outside. I mean, there are just so many things that are contributing to it i'm sure it doesn't help but i mean the ability to go out and get an assault rifle is not good ever yeah. Ga- video games are not like why do you need to be able to rapid fire period because they're hunting that's not you don't use an assault rifle for hunting and so i think that Freaking, seems yeah that seems irresponsible but you know i probably just don't have enough understanding about guns i should understand them more but i'm i'm definitely afraid of them yeah like i just think that it's scary i'm also like i i do want to get a gun just for defense though just because like if someone breaks in like as a as like as like if having a family it freaks me out like okay but what if one of your kids gets curious and goes to get said gun. Let's get like a little safe, like a little Okay, but in the middle of the night someone's attacking you. Are you gonna be able to get up, get the gun out of your safe, and then respond? Yeah, there's like these little um kind of cool. Down like the on the bed, there's like this little hinge thing, you put like a fingerprint there. It's like a holster. Goes in, fingerprint, full fire. Defend. Which sounds like it's totally accessible again for a child with their curiosity. I don't know, man. I what don't know. What would you I do if someone comes in your house? Would you just like? Well, I mean, we have an alarm system. I trust that the police are going to get there. Like, you trust Lord, the police, Lord. Yeah, I, don't trust I the police. I think that there are lots of good police officers out there. I don't like, but like, what if it's like a lot can happen in minutes, right? So like, if their response time is like five ten minutes, like we could all be dead. I don't think their response. Well, first of all, I live in like a little tiny teeny town. Did you ever see Black Mirror? No. The last episode of Black Mirror, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, this guy but I'm going his to. family <laughs> in, like, I don't want to spoil seconds. it, but I'm going to. I'm going to. He, like, so within, like, a minute, okay, I'm sure you guys have seen Black Mirror. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for you right now. But then the episode, it had, um, who's the guy who played in Breaking Bad? Um, Jesse Pinkman? Yeah. His name Aaron, whatever his name is. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, I think that's his name. That doesn't feel right, but maybe it's right. Anyways, Aaron Paul, they're in the spaceship. And this guy, like, hooks up with his family. Like, there's two people in space. They're, like, in there, and they're just, like, vibing out in space. They're, but they're on in space for, like, years. And you have to have two people there to man it, okay? Well, they come up with this technology to, like, go and see their family. Like, they get this their body. He, like, ends up sleeping with the guy's wife, like, kind of sketch. He gets so sus that he, like, kills his whole family. And when he comes back, he sees his family dead. And then he has to hang out in space with them for years. But he did it, like, within a minute or something. I'm just thinking, like, the police... Well, our our alarm has gone off falsely before, and they got there pretty fast. The police just pull up? Yeah. Like, do they get a signal that, hey, there's this thing, we got to go? They don't have to talk on the phone. They just go and show up. No. If it's not, like, disarm, you don't disable it. And even if you do, 
Like, I think uh, most alarm companies have things that you can do, like, if you disable it, they'll call, and you have to give a passcode and make sure that you actually disabled it. And if you give them the wrong word, they know that that's, like, distress. Or if you put, I think in most alarm codes, if you put in 4321 as the code, it will it will disarm it. Yeah. But it also sends a I'm in distress signal to the police. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I'm just afraid of guns. Like, I, I can be afraid of them. Like That's understandable. Now, back to insurance. There is another thing that I ran across. I don't know if I told you this before or if I, told, if I mentioned this. Um, but I ran across a client who told me, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what plan the other broker was pitching to me. I don't even know what company it was because they, they said they couldn't send me any information about it. That. Like, okay, public service announcement. If you have an agent for any line of insurance that will not quote you on something and send you documentation, run away from that person. Because there is, what are you hiding, first of all? And there is not one carrier on planet Earth that does not make it available for you to send a quote to a client with some supporting documentation, right? Yeah. So shady, shaderific, runaway, slim shady. Yeah, it's just people trying to be like, which is a terrible sales tactic. Like, if you get to the end, okay, if you're an agent, and you get to the end of the pitch, and they're like, hey, I'm sketched out, and you say – uh, just sign up because like they're not going to send it. What are you? What are you doing? Well, like, and that's the, the things that agents are out there saying, like if so. First of all, if you are so desperate for this one sale that you are going to lie through your teeth, then you got to go. Fi- you got to go prospect more. You need to find more clients because you should never be in that situation, right? That you're making a bad choice like that. Secondly, it will always come back to bite you if you if you lie or you're like and and thirdly, it it could come back to you not just on them canceling, but it could ruin your reputation, which is tremendously difficult to get back if it gets away from you. So like don't make these choices. But for a person on the other end, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Like it like don't if someone feels dishonest to you and they're giving you red flags, run the other way. They're, it's just they're, it's not a unique enough service that we provide that you can't go get it somewhere else. And you should work with someone. If your antennas are going up, there's a problem. Like, follow your gut. And what are they hiding? What, what are you exactly not being truthful about? And that's where you have to advocate for yourself. And, and the other things that, like, Agents are out there saying, like, today's the absolute last day you have to sign up for this. Bullshit. That, that's not true. Like, the only time that ever comes into play is when the marketplace, like, that's the only thing that really has, like, a date parameter. Other people, other plans will have, like, a, you have to sign up by the 15th, and if you don't, then it's going to start the next month. But you still get another crack at it. So, like, just the dishonesty that is out there is why there's such a negative connotation around agent or insurance agent right but man these people are just wiling out like just out saying whatever and lying through their freaking teeth i can't send you any paperwork when they say yes the paperwork is going to go to them automatically anyway so what do you think you're you're delaying it's just people being taught bad and like you know wanting to make money and like 
they're like they're thinking, hey, if I pressure this person in, like they're gonna sign up and it's gonna be cool. But it's just like Which is why car salesmen got such a bad rap. Because that's their MO. Yeah. Like, oh, I just went and talked to my manager and I can do this today, today only. Like that whole thing. It's just such a smarmy way to do business. Yeah, no, who wants to buy? Like, think about how you want to buy. Do you want to be like, no, you have to buy today or else you're dead? You know, like, who wants to buy like that? That sounds awful. Yeah. So, but there's just, there's so much of that. And you'll run across it and clients will say it and you're like, what? Like, yeah. that's so crazy. Run away from that person. Run. Run right away. Crazy. So let's talk about building this week. So there's a couple topics to talk about. One are, um, so we landed this deal with, um, gosh, should we name drop or no? Oh. Landed this big deal with What if someone else wants to take your deal? Oh, okay. yeah. No, let's not name, let's not, let's not name drop that. But the, this partner's flying out this next week, and we're going to have, like, a big, like, sit-down meeting, and we're pushing, like, a lot of things to improve, like, conversions and, like, processes and sales. So that's exciting. Like, it's hard to find probably the past two years, like, on our own, three years we've been doing this. Pretty much every partnership's been a flop, like, a low-key. Like, there's been partnerships on the carrier side that are good. Like, oh, we found a good product, and, it, like, it really hits. But, like, the marketing front, you don't really find people that are, like, about it. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think I'm surprised all the time how slowly people move. I, I'm I'm never oh, yeah. surprised when we get kind of sold on something because that's just the name of the game. Any sales business you go into, <laughs> they're gonna kind of have yeah. a story for you, right? And you a little pitch in there. Yeah, and so. You know, they're all salespeople selling other salespeople. So that part never really surprises me. But I think how common it is is a little surprising. Like everybody's sort of uh, embellishing or slightly misrepresenting or promising the moon. You know, it's just there's a lot of that. There is a lot of that. But, um, you know, like, laws are changing. Like, insurance is getting kind of wrecked. So the FCC came out with guidelines where, like, so this is how insurance works, right? You got all these salespeople, these sales mugs, these organizations, and they just sell, sell, sell. But they suck at marketing. And so you have what are known as lead vendors. And so these are people that put up sites, either paid, paid on social or paid on search. They drive these leads in. They're kind of subpar most of the time. Like, there's not a lot. Or what so many of them do is they have, like, people in the Philippines that you can pay yeah. $5 a day yeah. to call cold call. A a it's like for an hour, four or five an hour. Cold call a, <laughs> like, a list, list of people yeah. and get them to even just, if they answer the phone, they're probably selling it as a lead. Period. End of story. But yeah, but these people, like, sell it to multiple agencies, right? So they generate a lead, either sketch or non-sketch different intentionality levels, and they resell it to, like, 10 different agencies, and they make, like, a good profit margin on it, right? Um, and what's happening is the FCC is, like, is, like, not not cool with this. They're, like, you're, like, blowing up people's phones, like, this. It's mostly seniors, but, like, these. Well, just for anybody who's ever, like, first of all, another public service announcement, never put your your phone number on the Internet ever, not ever, ever. Like, it will never stop. Like, it the minute you hit send and you 
rethink about like, oh, should I have done that? Your phone is already ringing like for anything you're shopping for. And so that's what happens to these people is it gets sold so many times that they are just annihilated with phone calls. Phone calls. So FCC is like, you guys can't do this anymore, right? Well, this is mainly in the financial services, but insurance is financial. Is um, all these organizations buy leads for their agents, right? Like that's how that's the lifeblood of building any any sales business. And so, um, like the cost per lead on health right now can be anywhere like age, which is going away, like two three dollars, maybe a dollar to like thirty forty, right? Kind of maybe fifty in that range. And so now that vendors or these marketing companies, they can only sell to one buyer. So on their websites, they have to put, hey, this organization is going to be contacting you. And, like, people have to, like, check off and be like, I'm cool with that, right? And so now these organizations have to, like, build a funnel per, like, buyer that they're selling to. And so lead cost is probably going to go up, like, two, three, four, five times, you know? But the the theory is that conversions will also go up because it's only one organization reaching out. So we'll see. But a lot of a lot of organizations are going to get screwed, right? Because they're not going to be able to handle the lead cost for their – like, lead cost is expensive. It's like – Well, and, like, let's be real. When you're brand new to – whether it's real estate leads or insurance leads, whatever roofing, it is – you yeah. when you you start out, you're not that great at it. You're done so bad. most organizations are giving you an aged list to like get your feet wet. Yep. So they're so that part goes away. So there's such a need to be like really good at it right away. So training's gonna have to look different because you don't wanna give someone now a fifty dollar lead if they're not great on the phone because you can't, you can't use it again. Like, it's one and done, right? So uh, another PSA, if, you, if you've done this and you put your phone number out there and you're getting blown up, just say, I'm on the do not call registry to anyone that calls you, and they will be so afraid of the litigation that can come their way that they really won't call you again. Yeah, you know, like, there's this whole industry of, like, litigators that, like, it's not really the government policing this. Like, they make the law, but, like, they kind of hand it off to the litigators. So there's whole industry of litigators that just target these people in these financial service industry. And if you're building a call center like us, it's scary because, like, you know, even if even if someone opts into your – like, they look at your funnel, they opt in, they want you to reach out to them. If they're on the DNC or, like, they say out or they – if you message them, they hit stop or whatever, like you can be targeted for thousands so of dollars. did I ever tell you the story from the old company that no, okay. I, I get – Connected to a potential client, oh, she, yeah. they they come to me from like they I was recommended. The I the girl like I the wife was in a bit of turmoil. Her dad was passing away. He was really sick, so she like was just kind of hard to catch. So she ends up turning me on to her husband. She's like, "Work with my husband. He's gonna get us squared away." Turns out this guy is has a, his business is teaching people how to get Lidators? settlements no and way. sue people like a coach who do ro- yes so no his way. and I w- and I'll totally mention him because it's free advertising for him his, his name is Doc Compton Doug Doug Doc he Doc. he owns Doc, don't come after I us. feel like his page is like Ruck Fobo calls 
I think, instead of. <laughs> and so he has, he has like a TikTok. So you can go watch him do like, he basically just trolls these Doc, people. What if we partner up and go after all the insurance agents and take them out? Well, so can you can you imagine how, like, because when I said who I worked for, he's like, did he come after you or like, no, 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 no. no. I mean, he was he bought from me, like they were my clients for a really long time until I left that company, and you know, and I'm still Facebook friends with them. I see what they're up to now, you know, because they live here in Texas, and so interesting line of game. What an interesting lead that I'm turned on to, right? Because I'm like, I better do. Everything, Everything really, right. really correctly, <laughs> or Doc is going to ruin my life. <laughs> yeah, but you will see. You can watch him on his page, like, troll people that call him. Is he, like, good? Is he, like, blown up? Or, like, what's what would yeah. you say? Well, yeah, I mean, he earns a living and teaches a course. And, like, That's yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy. So, but, yeah, that was – and, and when I told him who I worked for, he's like, oh, yeah, I've had some run-ins with them. Why did he buy a plan from you? Because they needed insurance. And because I'm a good agent. Like wow, so did he sue well, I don't drop the name, but like, I, did he sue that company? I'm pretty sure that he did had he sue that company you bought a plan from them? Yeah. Wow, that's even crazier. That's that shows a testament to you. To like, my skills because Can you imagine? Yeah. The company well, he, Yeah, wow. I mean because th- because let's be let's be real. <laughs> if you have been blown up by an insurance company, it's that one. They buy they spend yeah. so much money on leads. And every vendor that we ever talk to has a story how they're a big um, vendor to them, right? Because yeah, like they buyer. they buy a lot of they're leads. Big, they're big buyers. And so, of course, he had run-ins where he, you know, helped people with whatever. So it's pretty wild. But, like, Whoa. what are the freaking odds? And I was like, oh, my God. That's crazy. And he, they're, they're the nicest people. Really? But you don't want to cross them. And he, he's very good, at what, at, at very good at what he does. But, wow. like, what are the freaking odds that that's who I would end up, like. That's crazy. Yeah. So the world is small. But I wonder how many people, like, because there's that whole, like, industry of, like, make money online and, like, you build a business. Like, I wonder how many people are, like get in the funnel of becoming a personal litigator. <laughs> like, I well, just, I mean, there's sounds intense. The, but the settlements are, can be pretty sizable because yeah, they would, like because that's what they, they just would rather settle with you instead of go to court and deal with all of that. And so, I mean, it's a real thing, I, you know, but. Well, it's never crossed doc. Doc, if you listen to this, we love you. We hope you're doing no, well. No, he's, he's a really nice dude. His wife is adorable. Their daughter's great. Like, they're nice people. That's so But funny. he's you know, saw a need and an opportunity, and God he bless. He jumped on it, yeah. Yeah. That's, so. that's the American dream, you know, is, like, you, you see something, you. Well, that's, like, everything, like, Shark Tank, right? Like. I love Shark Tank. They are trying to find solutions to common everyday problems i mean that's the whole premise of that's like that is what entrepreneurship is most of the time right so but the world is small the world is small for sure so check this out so private plans are getting wrecked potentially in june july they're getting like a lot of plans are going to three four months april is when the legislation is handed down does it get effective april or june it's april but then it's 75 days later it will go into effect okay cool so a lot of these guys, like at the at like company level, like who actually represent the insurance, uh, they think that potentially health shares are the move. Health shares are just like 
there. So health shares, if you don't know, health shares are like these religious organizations, and they're like, hey, pretty much f the government. Like we're gonna it's make our own co-op thing. for your expenses. Yeah, it's a co-op. Like everyone join forces, and like we'll pay out claims. You're much. sharing like your. It's not a. Pr- it's not a premium because that's an insurance term. Yeah, it's term. like a membership dues. Or it's like. Yeah, whatever they they call it's it. Different a, it's things. a premium, pretty much. But you're paying a monthly amount to like have their staff. But we so there's like uh, I don't know six eight states: Cali, New Jersey, New York. Uh, what else? Mass. Um, a bunch of the eastern states where like you're either like Obamacare marketplace work or you have nothing except like health shares in a lot of them. And man, doctors just don't love them. Like you show them the like because it's it is not a guarantee of payment. It is a guess if they're going to pay it or not. So most of them are set up that you go and have – you see the provider, you get the service, and then you submit the claim after the fact to see what, if anything, your health share is going to pay. Yeah, that's most. But some, like, try to make it convenient. Like, they'll put a network on there, so, like, there's a list of doctors. But even – and, like, they pay at the time of service. But even then, like, doctors are like, ooh. Because it only takes one time of them getting burned by a yeah, health like, share why am I doing this? that yeah. they for them to be like, no, no, I can refuse service to anyone. Exactly. Like we, we sell a plan that's considered open access. Like they tried to make it really convenient. It's any doctor, any provider, but like they still turn people away, which is kind of all the time. So doctors are crazy out there, but I get it. Like I get it. If you run a practice, I understand, but I don't know. So this next week, this this person's coming over to pitch us hell shares, and I don't know. I, it's going to be a fun combo. It'll be an interesting conversation. I mean, I just, you know, when we first decided to go broker, we, Dakota was like a kid in a freaking candy store. He found Literally all every kinds US, of yeah. different options, and my little brain couldn't take anymore. I was like, I, I can't possibly go learn oh, I love a new option. anymore about insurance and these are they're different i mean there are just so many things you have to know uh, and you you have to sell things with some frequency to be able to spout them off sure you know like and it's not always the same on paper like a product a new product might come out but like the experience when you have it might be totally different on the back end like customer service claims and just to know like these people underwrite for to this degree or this sure. like there's just so much to know with yeah. every single carrier that I was like no we can't possibly do this and so he would bring us some interesting things that he wanted us to entertain and I feel like that's this is another like we're trying to keep and foster and nurture a relationship with these partners and they seem to be bought into health shares so we're trying to play along but it's just like at the end of the day if I, d- if I don't believe in it, I can't put someone in it. And yeah. we've had such a rough experience with it that I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, the profitability of some like, like, you want to help people, but you also have to make money as a business. Like, like not as many people stick, and you can just make more money from selling other things. And the know? only typically the only time it stays is if they haven't had to use it. <laughs> like the yeah. first time they use it and they get any kind of side eye from somebody, side eye. <laughs> like it's it's over, yeah, game it's over. over. So that's going down. But this org is like gassing us up with cash, and we're doing like a little rev share, and so like that, that's exciting. And like the stuff that's working is working well, 
And so there's a, there's a lot of good things. But the reason I say about the laws is um, this may be the only option. This may be the only option, and like their revenue is going to be impacted dra- drastically because the number one product they sell is being limited. So I get it. They're trying to find other ways to like make back. I've got some pitches in mind. Um, and, and here's the thing: is like the see. the reason that health shares like have some sort of immunity is because the they're religious. So the government is not trying to like yeah, step on that. religious organizations. So th- so when there was a penalty, that was one of the things that would get you out of the penalty, the tax penalty, share. right? Is having a health share. Yeah. But it's just, and there's still a penalty in six states. Like people still deal with this, and it's just, but it's just not typically. It's not really a viable solution if you have another one. But if there's not another solution, then it might change everything. So that that we'll see. Another things we're working on is we're trying to gas up our funnels. So we're trying to build funnels that draw people in. Like sorry, sorry, funnels are websites, but it's not like just a regular website. It's a main landing page that you go on. It's very clear. And so we're building some more of those to, like, help on the marketing front. That's super exciting. And, and expensive. And expensive. The tech is still teching. Like, we've got probably six things we're building. A strong leaderboard, commissions, uh, a dialer, just our own plat. Like, when you build, if you're building a call center, the tech stack is, like, intense. Like, to have – it's a train new agents on. Like, all these – Seven different platforms. It's just a lot. So we're and, trying to and let me say this, because this, this would be true for, you know, a, a lot of people in a startup business. When you are brand new and funds are limited and you're trying to get something going, the, um, the likelihood that you will make a decision in haste and throw something together is pretty common. Like, you're just trying to get it out, right? You're just trying to survive. Dude. But the problem with that, there's never any value in doing something hastily. Because when you have to go back to it, mm. and you're bigger, and you've Sorry. got more things on your plate, first of all, it can affect so many other things at that point, And it potentially costs you money because you threw it together hastily. And you just, like, untangle it. And to untangle it and oh. re- said it is a freaking disaster and so that's kind of where a lot of our problems right now are coming in and it takes four times as long to untangle it and redo it than it would have on the the front end to do it right the first time the other variable is like you sometimes you don't know you don't know so you try to do it like you try to make do it right the first time but you don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you still have to untangle it. So, like, there's grace in that. Like, you're kind of learning, but. But the but the but if you don't go in with the intention to do it right, mm. then the likelihood that you will just do everything kind of shittily, like, honestly, is so great yeah. that then it's just, it's a snowball effect, right? But at least if you go in with the intention that I'm going to do everything we do right, the likelihood that you're going to have that many mistakes, fires to put out like is such slim, so much slimmer. That's a good point. You know, it's funny. I won't name names, but Jack Jack's in the room and he works. I won't name names. Jack. <laughs> yeah, I won't name the company he works for, but like, like it's just interesting because Jack's in the corporate game, and um, these huge organizations like millions of dollars, like hundreds of millions of dollars, still have foundation problems. You know, and not. I'm sure there's other corporations that do it right, 
But it's just fascinating. You know, like, everyone's struggling with problems just at different levels. You know, like, there's always probably going to be some foundation where it's like, ah, oh, dude, we could have done better. Like I this. know, but what's the song? Mo Money, Mo Problems. I know, like, yeah. <laughs> you're just solving different problems at different levels. Like, the more problems, more you money you have, it. you never escape it. But I think you can. I mean, we've we've seen this so many times in this journey. When we are planful, everything just turns out better. Yeah. When we go into anything haphazardly, uh, it just gets wrecked. It just we we waste money. At, at the end of the day, everything can go back to it costs you money. I'll leave one thing with this, right? This is the biggest issue or thing we've been dealing with this past with problem setup. So we're building a call center, and if you want to sell insurance or essentially if you sell insurance, you're just a little affiliate boy. You're just a little affiliate for like these carriers, right? And so you have to, like, sign up with, like, 40 different organizations. Like, if you want to sell, like, nationwide, right? And some of it wasn't set up right, you know? And so if you're selling insurance, make sure, do your best, unless you're getting paid leads with the agency that's, like, helping you out, make sure you're getting paid from the carrier, you know? Because if if you assign – and it's a – it's typical to become an agent. You assign your commissions to your agency, which is cool if they're helping you out with marketing support, if leads, software, training, like if they're giving you the value for that. But when you assign your commissions to an agency, they're in control of it, right? So they get paid from the carrier. They look at it and they pay you. If they're sketch, which there's a lot of organizations Or that if sketch, they're disorganized. Or disorganized, you're fricked, okay? You have to do so much like back and work to get it cleared up. So my advice is to set it up directly, if you can, if that's the way to go. Now, sometimes the carriers, like, won't pay out direct. They make you assign commission. It's just weird, you know? So it's more so. You also have to get a release when you decide to go somewhere else. So I think along with that, if you're just starting out at this, it's don't, again, don't make decisions in haste. Don't get involved with the first slick one that comes along and has, like, a story to tell. Yeah. Because getting out from under these people is really, really challenging. And if you don't, again, this is, like, another, if you don't have the right infrastructure in place from the beginning where you have a, w a systematic way to keep track of all this stuff, you could very easily, it could all get away from you. And, and we're... Quickly. We're at a point where we probably signed up with people we shouldn't have right away, so we're, we're switching that up. We have to go back and check and see if we were paid commissions correctly. That's a beating. Um, and then we're kind of reassigning. It's just so much work. It's not like one paperwork. It's like 40 different companies, 30 different processes. Some of them have fees. Some of them want your, like, you to sign over your firstborn child like it's <laughs> really a situation yeah. so you just want to be sometimes slow and steady really does win the race for sure and that can be hard to swallow when you're trying to build something and run really fast so yeah there's definitely a balance so it's more so finding the and it's hard finding finding the right people but like sometimes you have to go through a couple people to find like you can you can take a month or two to like evaluate. We've done that, but like sometimes we still made the wrong choice, you know. So 
I don't know. It's just it's all a game, and you're just in the game of life. And it's interesting. I will say it. It makes there's never a dull moment. It it keeps things moving. Keeps things interesting. Keeps things a little spicy. So, I think that's probably it, right? That's, that's the pod. That's insurance for this week. Building ain't easy. Building ain't easy. So. If you found some piece of, some nugget of value, please like, comment, subscribe. Only comment if you're not an asshole and you have something nice to say. Because honestly, I get the alerts as like I was the first owner of the benefits boss before all this happened. So I'm the lucky recipient of all of the notifications. So I would like less asshole notifications. So if you're a nice person, write something. Write something. Write something. Say like, comment, engage, for share, the for all the algos. subscribe, and we'll keep talking to you about life in North Texas. Let's go. All right. Until next time, I'm Lori. I'm Dakota. Bye. Bye.